Welcome to the world of Krim and the legendary Dragonlance. Welcome, ladies, <laughs> gentlemen, and others, to D&D Friday! Wicked Studios presents Dragonlance colon Dragons of Desolation, comma, part three. Oh, shit. Hey, hi, everybody. What the fuck? We don't see you. This is my time to shine, guys. All right. Go Where ahead. we talk about what we're doing today... We are continuing our journey through the original Dragonlance modules. And that's right, we are on Dragons of Desolation DL4. And we've got a bunch of people here with me that play this game. Let's see them. There they are. <laughs> and whatever we do, we are not going to introduce KD first. That's for damn sure. So let's start with Jason. That's kind of rude. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Was that bullying? Does that count? Yeah, it's I think so. A little bit. Yeah. It's okay. I'm not offended, so I guess it's not bullying. There you go. See, that, that also That's almost worse. It is almost worse. Like, I didn't yeah. realize it was offensive. Yeah, that's worse. No, what it is, <laughs> you'd have to value his opinion. Oh, that's very mean. <laughs> Katie is my best friend. Yeah, we're best friends. Yeah, so you don't know what's wrong. <laughs> I saw that. I can see you. <laughs> <laughs> That's hurtful. Anyway, Jason. So wanted... now we're even. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew. I knew it was hurtful. Is it my turn now? I guess I, so, sure. I interrupt the two of you guys. <laughs> hey, everybody. My name is Jason. I am playing Zane, the elven wizard. He is twin brothers with Zarek. Speaking of Zarek, why don't we talk about Kemchan and ignore Zarek? I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. I'm starting to feel sorry for Katie to be even in this group. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I feel sorry for myself to be in this group. Anyway, I'm Kemchan. Besides Will, KD was the first, was the, uh, I don't remember. It was either KD or Will were the the first person to join the, uh, the group, I think. I don't remember. And there it is, Adam playing favorites. Yeah. So, Ken Chen was the last. I'm like, oh, I guess I need another person. Why well, maybe Just Ken one more. One more. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Go on. Talk. Who are you? I'm sorry. Who are you? I, Who is this guy we're making fun of? I'm Ken Chen. I, I'm Ken Chen. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, sorry, I'm playing uh, Garel. I'm playing Garel, our human fighter, and sharing with Adam uh, Flint Fireforge, his adopted uh, dwarven fighter. And Gaz. Hi, I'm Gaz, and I'm playing Curlethlon, the half-elf rogue scout. And speaking of rogue scouts, KD, who who are you playing? (laughs) Not a rogue scout. I'm not good at segues. (laughs) Speaking of not good at Um, I play Zarek. He's a twin brother to Zane. He is an elven fighter. And last but certainly not least, possibly the (laughs) the first player here on Dragonlance, but we don't remember. Will dot player. Pew 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 pew. Hey everybody, it's me, Will dot player. I am currently playing Urgrin. He is a, uh, what's the name of my god again? Chislev. Chislev. A priest of Chislev, a nature lover, a tree hugger, and an all-around get-her-done kind of guy. <laughs> and he's a bad motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> 
And before we get into the previously, we will just give a, a mention to the passing of Leonard Lakafka, uh, who was a um, prolific uh, D&D writer, um, wrote a number of uh, modules, um, is responsible for creating Leomond. For those of you who have characters that make Leomond's tiny hut and other things... <laughs> I don't, I'm not good at spells, so that's the only one I remember. Probably the the what's the least known about Leonard is he wrote probably uh, well huge chunks of the player's handbook and the DM's guy. Yeah. So anyway, unaccredited rest in peace, Leonard Lakofka. Um, and they should probably give him credit for that. You would think. Right? Damn you, Gygax! <clears throat> Leonard's coming for you now, baby. I don't know. That's probably, I should probably have waited for that joke. Anyway. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it might be too soon for that one. Anyway, guys, uh, previously on Dragonlance, the companions now in the ancient dwarven mountain kingdom of Thorbarden agreed to accompany Armin Karas, the son of Hornfell, the thane of the Hylar dwarves, and self-proclaimed uh, Karis uh, reincarnated, and Karis is, for those of you not in the know, a uh, dwarven hero of days gone by. Um, they agreed to accompany Armin to find and rescue his brother Pick from a Thywar dwarven prison. Uh, the group found the prison, um, and after Armin asked them to try to not kill any of the Thywar guards, the group slaughtered 15 of the 23 that they faced. <laughs> they did. They did leave 18, uh, eight um, alive I just, and unconscious. We just lost. I distinctly remember. I, I think. Yeah, I you distinctly remember. I distinctly remember them saying, "Don't kill all of them." That's what That's I heard. Not. Go back and watch the tape. Um, it's probably that's what they said. Yeah, no, they definitely said that. They said, like, we under like try not to kill, try not to kill. He understood that it was a battle and he is a warrior and that things happen. That being said, 23 things happened. Hey, they were trying to kill us, they were, it's true, you know, self defense. -defense. Yep, so I'm sure, I am sure that nothing uh, will come back to haunt you because of that. Um, oh, no, of course not. So, and I know I have to move everybody around again because uh, Kim Chan left us momentarily, so bear with me, guys, as I can't do two things at once. Um, but hey, every Tuesday, do you want... Right, no, I'm in, in the middle of this fucking thing. Give me a minute, then you can do your pitch. trying to help. Um, so anyway, um, they, all, they did also rescue um, some dwarves from other various dwarven clans um, in the process, um, Armin thanks them for helping him, uh, thanks them for helping rescue his brother, um, and then says that they should leave quickly back to the Hylar Kingdom, and that's where we will begin our adventure tonight, after Will tells us what else is going on on this channel so I can fix stuff. Hey, that was a good segue, Adam. Thank you. Throw that out there. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, don't forget that uh, on Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern time, right here on the Wicked Studios LLC Twitch channel, we have Greyhawk Adventures. And I think they decided to go fight a really big, mean dragon. I could be wrong on this. But if you tune in on Tuesday, you'll find out. And not, 
not well obviously not this week because wednesday's already passed but next wednesday we are going to have the first episode of blood and gold now what is that exactly i'm glad you asked adam blood and gold is a deadlands weird west story where i is weird west the Mm -hmm. name of the system is deadlands the, the, the name of the system this is the first edition Deadlands, so this is this is what Savage World grows out of. So the game Savage Worlds starts with with that, and um, I will be playing the uh, Reverend Cleophas Brown in all his glory because Will has typecast himself as priests. What do you? Oh, huh. Because nah, I, didn't, I didn't even make the correlation, cleric, priest. Oh my god, dude! I fucking said it last time, man. You did. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. It's you found out something about yourself tonight, Will. I'm a very holy man, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, that's it. Dominus and Father. Very Jesus. pious. <laughs> yes, very. Are you done? I'm Do done. I? Yeah. So anyway, I can tell stories. I mean, no, okay. we're, I'm good. Right. I'm already done. Okay. So, you guys um, are being escorted by uh, Armin and his retinue of soldiers. And um, accompanying you out of here are um, those other prisoners. There's um, prisoners of different clans of dwarves. Um, They sort of, except for the few Hylar that were there, the rest sort of scatter once once you leave the prisons. And Armin says, um, we'll have time to talk later, and I will, as I said, I, I will um, gather the, uh, the the Dwarven Council um, to hear your, your plight. It will probably take some time, but thank you, Citroen, 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 Citroen 77 for subscribing, which is a tongue twister. Huzzah! 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 Thanks, Citroen. Um, but first, we need to get out of here. I can, t- I can, I can lead you through here um, as safely as possible. But you must keep your your eyes peeled for danger. Um, and he then hurries, and his men hurry forward. Um, is it safe to assume you guys follow? Yeah, yeah. I think that's safe. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to move you guys to a different map here. Now, this is a map. Oh that you guys actually were able Ooh. to pull out of Skullcap. This was the first map you found. Um, you are here at Northgate. Um, My old neighborhood in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah, the dwarves live in Seattle. Seattle, hey, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> They, they so, tend... uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, please. No, was the, was that whole area that we were that we went through last time? Was that all in Northgate? Yes. Oh okay. wow! So that's so really this, is a, yeah, okay. this is huge a huge map. place. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, and it took you, you know, over an hour just to get from where you were at the at the um, the beginning of the gate to the, well, you also went up a level or two um, to get to the prison. So you can tell that, and you guys were moving pretty quickly too. 
But um, yeah, this is a really big place. Like this, okay. it goes. This is already a big mountain, and this goes far below the uh, the mountain depths. Um, and there's, it's not even like the ceilings are low. Like they, these are massive. Um, um, open spaces that you're in. If there were some, if there were sunlight, you would think you were outside. And as you pass these city blocks and you're going through a residential area, you even go through a garden section. Um, now this is still an abandoned part of the area since the um, the gate um, was closed here after the uh, the Dwarf Gate Wars. Um, and Armin will tell you this. Um, no one lives here. That being said, the thigh war have started to move in. Um, and um, uh, if you could see on the map, they do have their kingdom here, but they're sort of branching out, um, which is one of the things that's causing a bit of concern um, from his father's um, side. Rodney Ford, thank you for liking the stream. Huzzah! Huzzah! And welcome back, Rodney. Pretty sure that's Green Lunter. I mean, what do you got to add him for? <laughs> Maybe that he doesn't want a secret identity known. Oh my! Well, he just said he was going to go to Facebook and like that. See, he's back. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> All right. Um, so he's bringing you through over here the first road. Um, he says the second road is um, very dangerous. The Thai War have uh, taken that over. Um, and that leads, it's sort of, it's not right next to it like it is on the map. It's actually above it. And um, you guys went back down to the first level that you were on um, in order to take this road because Carm um, Armin Karas felt that it was safer. And... I'm just getting. So did used. they just name these roads as they built them, just as numbers as they built them? <laughs> Pretty much. Like this yeah. was the Looks first like road it. we built. This yeah. was the second road we built. Right. Okay. It's like New York City. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the same. Yeah. So this is so this is like Manhattan. There's like little neighborhoods. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Exactly. You know, the, neighborhood, the neighborhoods are the dwarven district. kingdoms. Yeah. yeah the dwarves like. are the best builders, so yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, they did a great job on uh, the they original Penn job. Station. I don't know why the humans rebuilt it because they turned it into shit. All I'm going to say. <laughs> um, so, is there anything that you want to ask Karis? Um, once you get down the first road, you're getting toward this North Hall of Justice. Um, I'll read you the first road um, box text since we are playing the module here. Um, a wide tunnel through the mountain leads into darkness. Metal tracks in the center of the tunnel are twisted and broken. The stone floor is worn smooth. Once thousands of dwarves must have walked here, now there is only dust and emptiness, just like my soul. Um, your is that what it says in the box? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Tracy Hickman must have been going through some shit while writing this. <laughs> um, your footsteps echo hollowly in the deserted corridor. Um, you do see as you walk through... Um, like broken and rusted, discarded, um, what looked like mine carts. Um, 
<clears throat> sort of knocked off the trail on their side, upside down, some right side up, but really in disrepair. Um, and um, even if any of them were working, the state of the tracks themselves are so bad that um, you wouldn't make much progress. Um, anything you guys want to ask Armin or talk about to each other, or do you want to move on? I'm just going to make sure that I'm walking next to him. I want to ask Armin if he if he remembers anything from his life as Karas. Well, because I'm very interested in this this idea that he is the official reincarnation of Karas. I can feel his spirit within me, and I've knew from a, a young age. While I can't remember specific memories, I <clears throat> I know that his spirit is within me. Oh. Okay, and everyone else thinks that that, that, that you are. The reincarnation of Karas? Of course. Like everyone else agrees with you. Okay, uh, I'm just, then, just wondering, yeah. Roll a perception check. <laughs> Hold on, I don't even have my uh, sheet up, sorry. Zarek's definitely like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I didn't know that could happen. <laughs> yeah, Curly, you definitely notice a couple of uh, the of his men in the back snickering. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and there's yeah. some that are nodding their head, like, "Oh yeah, man, he's guy. He, this is the real deal." Uh, but then there's some other guys who are like, "This guy's full of shit." I understand what you're saying, being full of divine righteousness, like myself. Are you reincarnated? No, just blessed by the gods. Yes, I was. Meaning to ask, and and please don't Fire think me too forward. And there was, you healed me. Yep. But. Yep. The go- <laughs> he's, he's yeah a man of few words. I was yes. under the impression that the gods left man before the cataclysm. Sort of. So how is it? It's like, are all humans... <laughs> okay. No. <clears throat> what you see what happened here was that these here fellas, and he points at the rest of the group, they went and they uh, stirred up the gods again and brought them back. Is that you true? Take... You, you brought back the gods? Yeah, tell them that thing you told them about the dinner plates. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, we found these discs in the ruins of Paxtarchus um, and brought them back with us. Apparently, they held the key to awakening uh, Paladine. Luckily, the council had a laser disc player. That yes. <laughs> was lucky. It was mostly our friend, Kitten. Yeah, She's was, not here right it now. Was definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. And um, yeah, she's in love with some kind of jerk. Named River Wine or something like that. <laughs> um, Yes, it's interesting, and I'm sure my uh, my father and the other thanes will be 
interested in this uh, story as well. Um, so he, you guys continue through the what's called that he tells you is called the North Hall of Justice. It's also conveniently written on your map. Um, and um, effectively, um, it's a, just a small complex of city blocks similar to what you guys saw going through Northgate. Um, again, it is um, abandoned, um, fallen into disrepair. Um, Armin, you know, tells you that uh, this once served as uh, government offices and a second line of defense if anyone were to get through the um, the North Gate. Um, and uh, he says, I'm also concerned that um, the Thywar have posted people here. We've we spotted some on our way through. So keep your eyes clear and. Um, if, if we, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to ignore the, uh, the chat here, guys, but that's hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so anyway, so he says, um, if the, uh, the Thanes do allow your people in, I'm still concerned about what the, the thigh war may do. Um, but that's not for us to worry about, um. We'll continue on. Um, so you continue on the first road through down to what's called the West Warrens. After many long hours of travel, um, you got here, let's say what? You left, what, first thing in the morning? Um, you probably got here around 10 or 11 in the morning. Spent about an hour and change getting to um, the prison to rescue Pick. So you figure it's probably at this point, um, you know, getting on to evening time. <clears throat> uh, the road of the Thanes opens up into a large natural cavern. The cavern teems with life, huge mushrooms, strange fungi, and other strange plants. Um, this is basically, Armin tells you, the, you know, what they have as wilderness under the mountain. And um, most, much of these are, of the Warrens are under cultivations and farmers from several of the Dwarven kingdoms um, raise food here. Um, similarly, they do this in the North Warrens, the East Warrens, and the uh, South Warrens. Um, and you do see as you go through, um, you know, different farms, you see um, uh, ponies pulling carts um, full of, um, you know, strange vegetation and fungus. Um, you get weird looks from the, uh, the farmers themselves, um, even Flint. Um, but when they see that you are with Armin, they, um, they don't approach, they stay where they are. They sort of, uh, they do bow in reverence to Armin. Um, it's a kind of half-assedly bowing to, uh, to him, um, because, uh, he's not the, uh, the Thane, although he is his son. And, um, when they see Pick, they do the same. 
Um, you go through the West Warrens, um, take a left, and head up through the Sixth Road, um, which is um, very similar to the uh, the first road that you were on. However, this one is actively used by dwarves. Um, there are carts here, mine carts. Uh, they look like, um, although fancier, and they have you know seats in them. Um, they are being pulled by a strange contraption um, that makes a lot of noise. It looks um, like a uh, a very early uh, train engine, um, but you guys don't know what a train engine is, so it's very surprising. Um, thick black smoke comes out from um, the, uh, the 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 chimney on top. What do you call a chimney on a train? It's not a probably four stack. Four stack. Yeah. yeah. Or a chimney. <laughs> I just I call everything chimneys. What do you do? I just sit down in the chimney. What? No, the chimney. That's a couch. Oh, okay. Um. So, um. Uh, uh, he does lead you to um, to one of these, and he says, "Please enter." And there's one that's big enough for all of you, um, Pick and Armin. Um, and then the rest of the dwarves get into a, uh, a, a cart behind. Um, do you enter? Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so once you enter, it's, um, it's a surprisingly smooth ride once you get going. Like it jerks a little bit at first uh, when it gets going. But once it moves, um, you know, it's a, it really is a marvel of modern tech and dwarven technology. Um, and... Um, Armin tells you that he is bringing you to the Hylar kingdom, um, and it's called the Life Tree of the Hylar. Um, and he kind of smiles with pride as he says that. Um, it takes about an hour um, by this um, uh, train car, basically, here to get to the docks. Um, the ride ends uh, at one of the Hylar wharfs. Uh, the wharf looks out onto what Arbin says is the Urkhan Sea. Um, and it reveals an amazing sight. And I will, I've got a little handout for you guys. How lit is everything? I know you said before. It's very like lit here. There's no problem with stuff. light. You can, everyone can see perfectly well. There's plenty <laughs> of light here. Um, uh, where is, hmm, did it not save? I do not have a, uh, so let's see, unless I put it, unless it went somewhere else. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't know where it is. Anyway. You um, can draw it for us, Adam. <laughs> I'm not going to draw it. Uh, I will... I do have it on here. Okay, so I will make one quickly for you. Um, oh, there it is. It's in the wrong spot. Show to players, show to everybody. All right, you see it on your map? Yes. Uh, yes. Um, what you are seeing, you see the little boat down below, um, over here. 
in the corner. Um, those, the boats are all run by this pulley system that takes you from the dock to the center of this giant stalactite or stalagmite. God damn it, I had a stalactite. Now I forget which one's which. Um, and it, it is truly one of the wonders of the world of Kryn. You guys have never seen anything like this before. It's um, uh, an immense stalactite. I was right the first time. Uh, half a mile high and as wide on top, inside which an entire city has been carved. Um, there are, you know, effectively um, the elevator type things that you guys saw in the North Gate are in here. However, they're um, much more advanced and um, a lot fancier um, that bring you from the bottom all the way up through the top. There are um, a number of, of different floors um, to, uh, uh, to go to. Um, Armin gestures for you to get into um, one of these boats. Um, Flint is very nervous about this. Um, yeah. Um, I have a question. Yes. Are those power lines? Those are not, they look like power lines in the picture. They're, yeah. th that's the, the, uh, the rope and pulley system. So effectively, oh, gotcha. once the, you know, the, uh, the boat is connected to it and on the other end, it's turned mechanically, but effectively will then pull the boat um, oh. through. It's like a Disney ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Jungle Cruise. Yeah, exactly. Through this, um, you know, this this dark um, black water. Um, you see a lot of dwarves going about their business here. Um, again, a lot of strange looks. You know, some you hear like some of like the little kids and you know and, and saying like. They look weird, mommy. They're they're too tall. But they look weird. Look at that big one with the beard. He thinks he's a dwarf. He looks stupid. You know, things like that. Um, and like the <laughs> you know the hammer kid. Yeah, the parents try to hush them, and but you can tell like just by the looks on their faces that um, most, if not all, of these dwarves have never been outside these walls and have never seen a human, an elf, a half-elf, um, or whatever Zane is nowadays. That's <laughs> an right. elf-like guy, um, <laughs> elf-adjacent. They're about to see a whole bunch of draconians and dragons here in a minute. In exactly one minute, you're right. How did you know? Because no. we left the door open for Yeah, them. you did leave the fucking door <laughs> open for them. Um... So Armin then takes you, um, you know, you get there. This is, and it takes about probably 20 minutes, 25 minutes on this boat tier two because it doesn't move at, at you know, a, a brisk pace. Um, but it is relaxing and, um, you know, there you guys, you know, do get a little bit of a respite from the, uh, the fighting that you've done since you've been here and the travel that um, uh, prior to getting here. So, you know, you've been on your feet for hours walking, you know, for most of the day. So well, this little 25 minute break feels pretty good at this point. Um, Flint won't admit that, but he feels it too. Um, you get to the, um, into the bottom and, and it opens up into a, like a, like this, it, it's almost like a, a grand central station. If for those of you who know what that looks like, um, area, 
Um, and from there, there's multiple um, giant hallways that um, that go off in in multiple directions. Um, there's um, some of these lifts that um, you know right in front, and then um, also ones that go down away. And he says we're going to use this one here. Um, takes you um, not far from the uh, the the dock to the to this lift um and brings you to the you know you're on this lift now for a while too uh and it takes you to you know the uh, the top level um he says it will take some time and it is late um to get the council uh together i will speak to my father um and put in a a word uh for you uh, again i give you my thanks for helping me with uh, my brother, who does tend to get himself into all sorts of mischief and, uh, you know, picks a sort of... He sort of grins, he tries to stop himself from doing it, but can't, and says, yes, thank you for uh, for rescuing me. I, I appreciate that. Um, I'm sure I could have found a way out eventually, but uh, that's what happens when you stray too far into Thywar territory, I suppose. Um, he says, Pick and I will take our leave of you now, unless you need anything from us. Um, my men um, will bring you uh, to suitable, um, a suitable location for you to rest. Here we have a I was like, can we get food? Of course, yes. Um, that will all be, everything will be taken care of for you. Um, like a lot of food? Uh, Yes, uh, there is an inn um, that, um, well, truth be told, hasn't been used um, uh, in some time. Um, it's still in the, well, a, a, a good neighborhood, but um, sort of on the outskirts. But you will be safe there and you will find lodging and um, my men will bring food to you as well. Um, so... He then, you know, bows, and so does Pick, and they leave in one direction. Uh, the other dwarves escort you to um, in the opposite direction. Uh, again, you're, you're walking for about probably 30, 45 minutes. Um, you come to an area of town, and, and this is a really, like, the buildings here, while very similar to the ones you, you saw on the way here in Northgate and in the... Um, um, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the, the North Hall of Justice. Um, these are in um, impeccable shape. Um, there's a lot of dwarves going about their business here, um, you know, or just relaxing and, and you know, at the taverns. Um, and you pass a number of them on the way. You finally get to sort of a darkened end of the street. It's a bit of a dead end. And um, there is what you can see used to be a really um, beautiful tavern um, called the Elf Song. And um, the guard says, um, here, you will be safe in here. He unlocks the door, um, opens it for you. Um, it's really dusty. Um, there are, you know, chairs stacked up on top of the tables um, as if the uh, the bar closed for the evening and uh, <laughs> and just hasn't reopened. So um, 
but um, there's no lights on in here, but there are, um, you know, sconces with torches that you can easily light. Um, he says there are rooms upstairs. There are um, plenty for each of you to have your own. Um, and um, we will uh, we'll send for food um, immediately. I can imagine that you're very hungry. So he closes the door. You guys are in this uh, tavern. Um, everybody roll a perception check. Oh, great. <laughs> Bugs. 13 seems to be a popular number here so far. Everybody rolls a 13. We should treat that as a nat 20. <laughs> well, they did it. Yeah, no. Earl doesn't see much. <laughs> no. Ergrin, you you notice while everyone else is looking, well, <laughs> when uh, Zarek and Curlifon are looking for bugs, um, <laughs> Zane is apparently a little tired from the journey and it just <laughs> sits back in a chair that um, has been left I'll out. just like... <laughs> Yeah, um, close to a fireplace. Yeah. Um, uh, but Flint, yeah, Flint, and, and Garel is just, you know, he's looking around. He's he's going behind the bar, you know, checking the tap oh, yeah. to see if there's oh, anything yeah, in totally, there still. Totally taps, yeah, um, definitely. There's some really stale dwarven ale in there, um, and also some elven care. wine. Um, Found some wine. <laughs> oh, well-aged. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's not a ton, but there's probably like six or seven bottles. Far enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Flint and Ergrin, because Flint is still huffing and puffing a little bit. He's he's you can see he's still really uncomfortable being here. Um, and while he certainly helped during the uh, the battle and um, you know has no love lost for the Thywar, it's clear that he has no love lost for the. Uh, um, the, any of these mountain dwarves. So um, he's standing by the door. Um, Ergrin is still close by. Um, you guys hear as the door closes a click as if it's being locked. Of course. Well, how do you do? Looks like these fellas don't trust us enough to keep us, uh, well, they lock the door. Flint's like, who's not surprised? Anyone? Not surprised. Yeah, not surprised. Do we need it open? If we only had a thief. <laughs> not that kind of thief. <laughs> I can follow. You're more of a scout wilderness kind of feller, I can tell. Mm -hmm, yeah. Do you want me to break it open? I can just break it open. Uh, I mean, I think we out. could probably just wait and see but yeah. if they come back and let us out within a reasonable amount of time. I mean, we could probably bust that down anytime we want. Yeah, so. well, Flint let says if you can bust it down, but keep in mind there are hundreds of thousands of dwarves in here. Really? Oh, what the hell are we worried about then? Grills <laughs> halfway through a bottle of, of, yeah. of wine. Why would we? Yeah. Why would we? All right, yeah, yeah. Give, give me some of that. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Flint will uh, go around the back of the bar too, and he'll take one. He takes one, uh, two, uh, two bottles. He tosses one to Zarek um, from the on the other side of the bar and opens his. Um, he says, "Maybe we should light a fire too in here." It's uh, 
Yeah, Ergren's going to go back. Make there it is. Tea. Yeah, right next oh, to the chair you. that uh, Zane is sitting in. And Zane, Zane found like the old like leather chair. It's 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 in disrepair. It's a little worn, but it makes it even more comfortable, you know. So That's awesome. Um, is there is is there um like a chair we could break up or stools or wood or something we could put in? Yeah, the there heart? are plenty of tables and chairs made out of wood. Um, Great in here. So there's no actual wood for the fire though, or coal or anything. Um, there's, um, none that's still, uh, What's good. There's, you can see like the, you know, like the old burnt embers that have been there for probably 10 years, uh, maybe more. All right, that's fine. Then we can bust the hell. You're also already breaking up a, t- a table with, yeah. ma- with right. Throw it in the heart. Open and then I'll start a fire. <laughs> Crash. <Gunk. laughs> so there's no water in here then, huh? Water? No. Like I said, you got some wine and you got some stale... <laughs> Uh, skunky dwarven ale. Was there any, excuse me, was there any, um, like a well or anything that we passed on the way coming up here besides that big ass lake? Um, a well? No. This is like, it's like that, it's like if you were looking for a well in the middle of New York City. I'll go open up a, a window. Because there's windows on this joint. Yeah. Right? The windows are all nailed shut too. Previously. Oh, yeah. Previously, I dragged <laughs> Yeah. The windows were nailed shut. Moving on. <laughs> I'll, I'll pull the nails out. I'll take my time. I'll pull the nails out. I'm not going to try and destroy anything. Okay. And then I'll then I'll open up the window and then I'll holler out to to some dwarves. You see the guards. The two, the guard that locked the door is standing by the door. Oh, is he cool? Then, yeah. All right. Well, then then do they open the door? Because I'm I'm not being no. Like, he's like, hey, what 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 do you need? Oh yeah. Um, it'd be mighty nice of y'all if you could get me some water. Oh yeah, we're, we we again. We've sent people for food and and sustenance. Oh, I'm sorry. I was a little bit uh, yes. jumping. The it gun takes some there. time. Um, yeah, I just figured there'd yeah. be water in this place, but yeah. there ain't any. Been walking a while, you know. We walked from uh, uh, the entrance way, came all the way here, killed a whole bunch of people, freed that one feller. I heard he's son Sunday. Oh, you heard that? All that. <laughs> We you heard all that with you for the entire all that stuff we did. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I just I mean, we talked. You... We talked about my family. Um, my I was yeah. I, you, sorry. I mean, yeah. I was... you, you even commented that you know my son's name Derek is a. You have a cousin named Derek. We we talked about this on the huh. way. <laughs> that was you, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. My mistake. <laughs> so, well, oh, as you could, yeah, they all look alike. I know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh no. no. No, if, if, no, they don't. Well, just so you know, uh, Flint saying that to be mean to. Uh, oh, totally, totally mean. Oh, all right. oh that's fine. Yes, he wasn't yeah. saying. If it's Flint, it's fine. Oh yeah, no, no, that's he was being facetious. Oh. <laughs> just uh, let me translate Kim Chan for you guys. <laughs> make, make, make sure that they get some water. Yes, Evan. of course. They've already they've already gone, and they'll they'll return um, as right. quickly we, as possible. You fellers have a good night. You too. Yes. Um. <laughs> I'll put the nails back in the window. Okay. <laughs> so <all> <laughs> just hammering them back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just they, yeah. They, you can see them through the window, like looking at you strangely. But okay. <laughs> um. Oh, that's funny. So um yeah so anyway so did you guys um. Light the fire. Yep. Grail broke up some wood. Light the fire. Um, warms the place right up. Um, and there's a staircase um, in the back. It's a small inn. There's basically... He takes off his boots. 
warms his feet. Yeah. <laughs> his feet are also skeletal. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That was. Zarek wants to play cards. Like he'll sit out and start like playing solitaire. Like Zarek's not the sharpest tool in the shed, but he's he plays a mean solitaire. <laughs> it's elven solitaire. It's a little it's a little more difficult. <laughs> what about the rest of you guys as you wait? I'm just waiting by the door. <laughs> yeah, the flu is <laughs> the flu shuts, so the smoke just comes right back into the. Uh... <laughs> oh. oh no. <laughs> Uh, that was Gillen and C. Thank you for <laughs> for fucking them up. No, just kidding. There's um, you do, it, it, but the yeah, Garel notices it afterwards. Like oh shit, and just like flips it open. It's, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. been a while since I've been indoors. After three of us pass out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna need Curlifon to make us a death save. <laughs> All right. What is everybody else doing? Uh, Zane is kicking his feet up by the fire, reading from his books. Okay. Curlifon, you notice this. Mm. I go over and, and uh, <laughs> I pull up a chair and like find another chair and sure. very loudly sort of pull it over next to Zane <laughs> and sit, sit down right next to him. <laughs> so what's your name? like, can you keep it quiet? I'm trying to play solitaire. <laughs> you need to concentrate in place. <laughs> <laughs> like, I only have over three your... brain cells. Like, I need to dedicate them all to this. Derek, uh, girls over your shoulder going, no, 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 go put that there. Put that Girl. there. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, right there, right there. And, and everything he says is wrong. Yeah. Every <laughs> move is the wrong move. <laughs> rules are different. Like the, the rules are different in Elven Girl. <laughs> He's like three sheets to the wind already. He's on his third bottle of wine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. He's drank. On an empty like, like Zarek opened his bottle and like took one sip and then Girl just drank the rest of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just takes it out of his head. You drinking this? Thanks. <laughs> right there. Put it right there. All right. Curlifon was asking a question to Zane. <laughs> Did he? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I, I just, you know, I dragged my chair over and sat down and was like, so what you reading? One of the books I found. Spell book. Yeah. Looks looks interesting. It is. is. The one you got from uh, the one you got from Zach's or Pax Tarthic part bed the bed the bed. You know, uh, one of the holes in your story, Carl <laughs> There was Pax Tarkus and um you Zach Sarath. You didn't yeah, well no, Zach Sarath, you did no, Zach Sarath is where he did find one. You know he found yeah. one there, yeah. And Wait, I thought Pax Tharkas was the one where he got the, the blue spell book off the dragon's horde and Pax Tharkas, right? No, that was Zach That was Zach That was Zach Saroth, okay. Yeah. That was a book that you asked me to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I got one I got one in Zach Saroth, I got one in Pax Tharkas, and then I got the other one in the, the last two in Skullcat. Wow. And are are you concerned at all that as you get more of these books? And I kind of gesture at his face. <laughs> Sorry. Ouch. What is, uh... I'm a little concerned, I gotta tell you. Is something you. wrong? <laughs> well, I know we don't have a lot of reflective surfaces with us, but maybe, you know, touch yourself. Oh, I... I what, are you, what are you talking about? Your face feels. Smooth. Don't think you. You don't think that you've been physically affected since uh, in the last. How long have we been doing this uh, up to this point? Like 
It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, a month. It's, it's been uh, yeah, it's been probably about a month. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't think you've gone through any physical changes in the last month or so? Um, magic takes a toll on your body. And wow. Okay. I yeah, I got nothing to say to that. That sounds that makes sense to me. Your your hand. I'm not sure how worth that. it it is if it's taking that kind of toll on you, but you know. Yeah. Just, uh, I, I hope you're taking care of yourself. I'm trying. We're looking to stop the dragons, and uh, I guess we're going to use whatever tools we have at our disposal. Well, you, you just have so the, you have advantages. I have my advantages. Try to use them the best we can. Well, just so you know, uh, Shisley was always looking for other fellers that would, you know, like to spread the good word, and what? she don't take near as much of a toll on you that. Uh, you got going on over there. Here's Just a something to, something to keep yeah. in mind. <laughs> that that magic from the gods does seem to extract a lot less of a price. I mean, Ergrin does have a point. I mean, I got to, you know, make sure not to harm things in a certain way and pray. There are different... You saw... Hold on. Oh, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. You remind me as if you were a cleric in a uh, and like waiting for guffman or like what what's uh, what's his name um what's that guy's name who does who uh i don't even know what waiting for guffman tap. is what's his name um, oh uh christopher guest christopher guest it's like you're, yes. a, you're it's yeah. like you're a, it's like you're a, a cleric in a in a christopher guest movie that's what you said <laughs> there you go <laughs> that's what you remind me of that's Pretty That's accurate. Me. That's me. <laughs> All right, can, please continue. The magic that uh, Ergrin uses doesn't have. There are different paths that you can walk that unlock different secrets. Some of the secrets that I've come across are not readily accessible to people that don't take that don't take on the burdens that I have. Hmm, like enough. what? I'm sorry? Like what? I hear you, Kurt. The, the secrets? Like, yeah. like you, you said you've discovered important secrets that you couldn't he said, like away. Oh, oh, I, I'm, like what? I, I'm, Gary, I just didn't hear you, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, I've unlocked some spells that can help us on our journey. I've unlocked some uh, abilities that will allow me to augment my magic and try to help us stop these dragons from destroying the world. That's incredibly unspecific. Well, as I unlock more secrets, I'll let you know what they are, but- um, You haven't let me know what the ones you already unlocked for. You want to like know my spell list? I'll, I'll tell you what I can do. I mean, one concrete example of what you're getting for whatever's happening to, happening to you is kind of what I'm getting at. Well, the turning you invisible and maintaining those tentacles that stopped several of the um, several of the oncoming prison uh, prison guards. That was one example. Okay. Uh, the ability to scout on people Bergen. from far away. That's another example. Um, Bergen, can you do anything like that? What? What he just said. Well. Not particularly. I mean, I can do okay. some, some helpful stuff, and 
I don't got no tentacles. Well, I, I take that back. I do. <laughs> Nothing in the invisible. <laughs> Stop it. That, that was a little bit, I don't know. Not that was a little ominous. Yeah. 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 No, I, got I, I got my own tentacles. I got my own tentacles. I he sometimes they forget about the tentacles and he just pulls up his <laughs> <laughs> Pulls out a full arm out of his hat. I, I can't really turn invisible except, well, maybe if we was in a forest or something like that, I'd be hard to see, but... Krill's father, Ooh, me too. I'm not trying to hide anything from you. I'm... The secrets that are unfolding to me are a mystery... To me as well, I don't know exactly what they are, but so far they've seemed very helpful. Um, as I learn more, I will let you know. I honestly don't want to hide anything from anybody. My path is very straightforward. I'm looking to stop the dragons from coming and taking over the world. Well, I'm glad we're all agreed on that. Just sometimes it seems like you're almost a completely different person to, uh, nowadays. And, you know, it's... Uh... You Just gotta, hope you're doing okay. I appreciate your concern. You got to admire a feller who's willing to give up his feet and hands and whatever to help out a cause. Fair enough. It's only the skin and muscle and nerves. Yeah, my, my feet and hands are fine. It's just the skin <laughs> oh, and muscles I, on my hands. I thought your hands were skeletal. but well, my hands are skeletal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. He's got how, shoes. You got shoes on, so Urban just assumed earlier. <laughs> looks beautiful. Yeah. He takes off his shoes; they look exactly like Zarek's. Perfectly manicured. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They're nicer than Zarek's. Yeah. <laughs> part of the bargain. Part, yeah, it's part of the bargain. Your feet are great, <laughs> but everything else is just garbage. <laughs> he models sandals in Maffer magazines. <laughs> All right. Ergren's going to go back over to the window. Zarek's the one that got shitty feet. (laughs) As as he gets more magic, like Zarek's feet just... (laughs) Bro, what's going on? Is that a hangnail too? Oh, (laughs) sorry. You're going back to the window, Ergren? Yeah, I'm going to start taking the nails out again. Okay. (laughs) They come out pretty easily. You didn't have have a hammer, so you you just... Right. I'm just going to ask about water again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I... <laughs> it's I, been two minutes. Yeah, I did. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're like that annoying guy at a restaurant who the waiters <laughs> fucking hate. You got it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you see those guys in the distance? No. Look. Which look one? Over. Two guys walking toward us in the distance. The one with the dog. No, that's that. No, the one. The, there's two of them, and they're holding trays. You got some good eyes there, son. <laughs> that's your. Uh, oh yeah, there they are. Right that's there. Episode's gonna go. Yeah, that's your. That's your. That's your food. It's coming. Well, excellent. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Then I'll close the window and start putting the nails back. Yeah, this- <laughs> Um. All right. He wants that open. A little while later, a couple minutes later, the door unlocks and opens, and uh, two more dwarves um, come back with um, huge trays of uh, food and water. 
Um, Excellent. Put it, they, you know, put it down on uh, one of the tables and uh, say, is there anything else that uh, you, you need before we go? How much water did they bring? They brought four gallons. Yeah, not to be a stickler <laughs> here, but uh, I think we're going to need a little bit more water. The guard who was standing by the door was talking to before says, did you, did you not bring any water with you on your journey here? Because well, not that enough. Was, that really... I've been traveling, so I'd like to Right, and travelers usually bring enough water for the trip. What happens if if you didn't get in and you had to go back? What if we weren't here to give you water? If you're going to be traveling and you look uh, like adventurers... I'm I'm sorry, I didn't realize that there's water rationing down here. I don't want to put you you fellas out at all. We'll send for some more water. I'd, I'd appreciate it. And they leave, they close and lock the door. Then I'll start making tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Captain Mymorph wants to know if you can create water. I was going to ask that too. You are a fucking cleric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course I can. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, this here, this here turkey got a little cold on the walk over. If, if we get. Could we just send this back, maybe put it on the stove for another couple minutes? That would be great. Thank you. When you bring it out, maybe, you know, one of them really heavy towels. Just go ahead and lay that on yeah. over the top. This asparagus is a little smushy. I got, I like, I like a crisp asparagus. <laughs> All right, so you guys get your food. <laughs> you eat. It's uh, reasonably good. Um, and, um, there's another knock on the door a little while later. Um, it opens, and they say, um, we have word from Armin Karas that he will be back in the morning to uh, uh, get you, and the uh, the council will receive you then. So he uh, he says he hopes you have a comfortable night uh, to get some rest, and uh, then leaves and... Well, wait, wait, wait a second there, fella. He doesn't uh, stop. If now that, no, that's just rude. <laughs> we're going to need more water for the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so before before Erdring goes to bed, he's going to go un take the nails out and he'll bug the guards one more time at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the guards don't look at you, but they take their beards and they sort of split them in half and then stick them in their ears and just sort of <laughs> stuff them in. So the hair in their beard is stuffed in their ears to make it so they can't hear you as well. Well, that's that's just rude, son. I, you could just say that I can't help you, if, you know, but that's all right. I understand. I don't like going stinky before. And then I'll talk to him for yeah. like half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, if any of you guys wander upstairs, there are sure. rooms. Again, they're not in great shape. I mean, there are, you know, the beds are there. They're pretty dusty. I mean, you got to, like, you know, hit them to get the mites and the bed bugs out. And, you know, and they'll run and scurry under the floorboards when you do. But uh, um, but they are. It's a, it's a bed. You haven't had one of those in a while. So Bro, can you... Can you do your magic to make the dust go away? Yep. I'll uh, press the digitation, some of the med, some of the dust away. Okay. Clean up the rooms, makes them a little more 
to an elven standard. <laughs> okay. Um, and you can see that this, like the the um, the beds in here are, they look like they're elven make um, and elven sized. So Gorel is going to have a little bit of a trouble um, fitting, but it would be better than if it were a dwarf sized bed. Um, so you're starting to get, as you've been, you know, going through and hanging out in the tavern, seeing that this was probably an old elven tavern. Um, that was used for, you know, since then, but probably not for elves, just based on the history that you know. But when it was originally built, it was probably, that's probably what it was for. Um, anything else you got? Oh, so, um, yeah, well, anything you want to do in the evening time? And Zane, and well, so let me ask another question. Is anybody sharing a room? Did you move any beds to share in a room? There goes uh, Kim Chan again. Imagine um, the twins would. Yeah. Okay. So um, Zarek would have to just, you know, slide a bed from another room into uh, that one, but there's plenty of space. Um, so anybody want to do anything overnight? I have a feeling that uh, thank you, Snowbound, Whoa. for subscribing. Huzzah! Uh, Huzzah! Actually, Snowbound gifted, or somebody, I don't know. What I, I gifted. Wow. Will gifted a whole bunch of subs. Thank you. Ooh, thank you, Will, for subscribing for Canadian Ancient Gamer, too, as well as Snowbound. Um, anyway, thank you, Real Longshot, for unwittingly subscribing. <laughs> unwittingly, okay. All right, um, Zane, is there anything you want to do in the evening? Um, yeah. So, uh, Zane's gonna spend Lord a little Thank bit, you for your subscription. A Welcome little bit of extra campaign. time down in the the main room by the fire. Okay. Um, kind of going over his books and seeing if there's anything. SPK eighty two seven eighteen. I'm not sure if you subscribed or Will did it for you, but as <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, seeing if there's any any new direction or anything that he can glean from um, the pages and the magic within. I'm sorry, repeat that because I was uh, trying to get rid of all of yeah. these subscription things from my uh, screen here. So Zane's going to spend a little bit of extra time downstairs by yep. the fire, going over uh, going over his books, trying to see if in the quiet of the night anything speaks to him uh, from within the, the pages and if the magic tells him on any new advice as to where to um, find more tools to fight these dragons. Got it. Um, so one, as you um, study the, uh, the spell books, um, the first one, which is more of a guide than spells, um, comes a little easier to you. Um, you start to, you feel like you're starting to get the gist of some of the techniques that it's talking about. Um, and while you're doing that, um, you hear a voice that's hard to distinguish from your own um, in your head say, Yes, there are more books, plenty of them. 
There's a library in Tarsus. Some reside there. The rest are in Palanthus, the great library. They will have the rest of the answers that you are looking for. I got it. I got it written down. Yes. Have I heard of either of these places? Oh, yeah. Um, Tarsus um, is famous for their, uh, it's a uh, port town, famous for their white-winged ships. Um, it's on the southern um, end of uh, the um, continent. It, um, you've never been there. You have, this is as far south as um, any of you besides uh, Gorel and Flint have been. Gorel and Flint have been in this general area. Um, the rest of you, um, Zane and Zarek, haven't really been below uh, Qualanesti. Um, besides, well, I take that back. You were in Wayrith, the forest there, but again, that's just a little bit south and still northwest of where you are right now. So um, Tarsus, you would know, is a few days' journey south um, from here. Um, not sure exactly how many days, but probably under a week. Um, Palanthus is um, far north, um, and it is um, one of the. It's it's really the the it's you know the the most beautiful and greatest city um, in uh, you know left on um, Ancelon, which is this continent. Um, left, um, it's um, in it's in um, uh, the Salamnic region. Um, thank you, Storm Power, for following. Huzzah! Huzzah! Um, that would take a very long time to get to from where you are right now. I mean, you're looking at um, months. That's part of the month. Yes. And yeah, thank you, Chris fun. Seaman, for liking the stream. Huzzah! 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 All right, anything else you want to do? Um, no, that's it for now. Oh, I had a question. Sure. Um, would Zarek or Zane recognize, like, the the beds, like, from any specific region or anything like that, or is it not? Um, you know what I'm saying? No, like, it's a good question. They're definitely um, Qualanesti made. Okay. Um, and you guys would know that um, while... They had a much better relationship with the hill dwarves, um, and frankly, the hill dwarves came originally from this uh, mountain as well. Um, and there are other uh, dwarven kingdoms, but this is the main one. Um, but um, they had uh, basically started with um, all of the, you know, the pleas and the throwing of money to the dwarves to build cities and uh, structures and roadways and, you know, as well as their, you know, woodworking and metalworking um, abilities. So um, the dwarves themselves generally wanted to just stay by themselves in this uh, mountain. 
um, would be perfectly happy and have been perfectly happy. The ones that are here right now, um, you know, living alone just among the dwarves. Um, but the more that these tradesmen or trade dwarves, I don't know how you, I guess tradesmen, we'll just use that. Um, the more they spent out in the, um, uh, you know, out among the rest of the world, um, began to, you know, look at the other races of Kryn differently. Um, you know, they were a lot more um, open-minded when it came to, um, you know, uh, uh, inter-race marriages and, um, you know, and just the, the old ways of the dwarves just didn't seem like they were, you know... The, it seemed like they needed a change. So they decided that they were going to then stay, um, you know, outside and create their own kingdom because the rest of the dwarves, the mountain dwarves did not uh, agree with their line of thinking. Um, they were the ones who helped the elves create um, Pax Darkest, the, um, which has obviously now been overrun by the dragon armies, but um, previously to that, it was really built as, um, you know, a, a monument of the friendship between those dwarves and the elves, um, which is why it's situated where it is between, um, you know, the Corollis Mountains, where the dwarves are, and um, uh, Qualanesti, where um, your elves are. And, and they sort of the emotional and, um, you know, mental journey that the, uh, that these dwarves, the hill dwarves went on were very similar to the things that the Qualanesti dwarves, I mean, Qualanesti elves went through when they split from Sylvanesti, which was a much more, you know, um, you know, a structured and, you know, old school way of, uh, of thinking. So there was it, that kinship um, uh, lasts, you know, lasted really until the cataclysm um, when everybody just sort of shut their doors to themselves and, and kept to themselves um, in an effort to, you know, keep themselves safe and their people safe, but also because there was a lot of finger pointing on who was responsible. Everyone, except probably the humans, could agree that it was, you know, that, you know, the humans were the uh, the biggest culprits and their hubris when it came to the gods uh, was the biggest culprit of the cataclysm. However, you know, they, the, the dwarves and the elves always had a different way of, um, you know, looking at things and, you know, and their relationship to the gods was always very different too. So that sort of soured the relationship a bit. Cool. Thanks. Anything else anybody wants to do before uh, morning? All right. So um, you guys, we're going to take a quick break since um, we might as well stop here before we get into the next part of the story. Um, you'll get, uh, obviously, a full rest um, so anything that you guys, any hit points that you lost, any spells that you need back, you'll have everything back up to uh, snuff there. Um, and your rest goes in, uninterrupted. Um, there's no issue. I'm back, sorry. That's okay. We weren't talking to you anyway. I know. 
All right, so guys, thank you for hanging out with us on a D&D Friday for Dragonlance, and we will be back momentarily, so don't go anywhere, guys. Scott Marsh on YouTube, thank you for subscribing. Huzzah! Huzzah! Huzzah. <laughs> I came back just in time. Yeah, all right, we'll <laughs> see you guys in a moment. Be right back. BRB! Bitches! BRB. And we're back. Thank you, ladies, gentlemen, and others for hanging around here on D&D Friday as we play Wicked Studios Presents Dragonlance, colon, Dragons of Desolation, comma, part three. Are you starting to talk like Ergrin? Is that what it is? Maybe. You got a little more lilt going on. Got That's a little nice. more. We're going to play more. ourselves a little Dungeons and Dragons. So you all just kick back, put your heels up, relax, that's maybe that's, get yourself a little sweet tea. You see, that's a southern accent. Ergrin doesn't yeah, have you're a southern more of a Texan accent. accent it's but. more of a western accent. Yeah. All right. So the morning comes. Um, you are awoken by the sounds of the heavy feet of <laughs> dwarven boots. Um, they enter. Um Armin Karas um, is there, and um, you know sa says, "When are you? Uh, are you ready?" The um, the council is um, is almost ready to uh, see you. It'll take us um, oh about half an hour to get there. But I, I I wanted to warn you that it appears that some of your people have also entered into the gate um, the because we didn't know that they were coming and nor have they been welcome yet um, we didn't have anybody waiting and there were deaths roll 2d <laughs> roll two, somebody roll the 2d 10 I'll roll the 2d it was I'll, Will's I'll, fault I'll, it was I will do it oh yeah we'll do it I, I sent the message. I'll do it. Two D six, you say? Two D ten. D ten. How many oh, refugees geez. did you kill, Ergrin? Five. Only five. And this is this was just the scouting mission because they couldn't get everybody through that narrow pass. Um, it says they are. Uh, let me let me get this straight, Ar uh, Ar Argrim. Armin. 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 Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> There's some beraggled refugees come up down around this way, and you 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 were threatened by them. So you 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 do remember when you entered? Um, you were, there were um, thigh war dwarves attacked. Mm. Yes, they uh, also attacked these people. I hear you. I they did take you. prisoners. Um, however, five of them were murdered. Guess, guess we should have wiped. Streets. Wiped out more of them suckers when we had chains. Now, did you know that they were coming? Yeah, I told them. That you oh, probably should have told me. Yeah, that's my oversight. I apologize. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> At least he admits it. I just uh, got kind of caught, a, up, yeah, caught up in everything, you know, killing dwarves <laughs> and what have you. Uh, Chislev is really hard up for followers, luckily, for Ergrin. <laughs> oh, he loves, he loves nature, anybody. man. 
she loves nature. I mean, she, he loves, anyway. They it's, all about, it's all about the trees. Yeah. Um, and he loves his trees. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> um, they have been taken to the, um, the high hall and the, as prisoners, but they've been treated well. Uh, the rest of your people are still outside. So you you took some prisoner and then no the railgun and they so they are now waiting um, in the council chambers. You will see them there. But again, we could have avoided all of this if I were just to have been made aware. Everybody yeah. looks to Ergrin. Yeah. Because <laughs> Ergrin didn't even like tell you guys. Our feet. No, I know. That's yeah. why we're all looking at <laughs> I, I just thought that these here dwarf fellas would be more accommodating. That's my mistake. I'm sorry. I apologize. Well, Harmon thinks to himself, we've locked ourselves up in a fucking mountain for <laughs> 300 fucking years. <laughs> Well, the door was open, son. It took, I, I, took away all of the welcome mats before doing this. It was almost as if he was wanting folk to come on in. I mean, leave it to the you humans. broke the door. That's not totally true. It's I, completely it, true. <laughs> a feller chucked back on a lever, and I think it was defective. <laughs> <laughs> He will lead you <laughs> to the council. I'm going to move you to a new uh, page here. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. So you can see who yeah. you're meeting with. And oh. I will move. Ooh. All right, so. Uh, no box decks here. Okay, um, just making sure. So you guys enter this um, giant, ornate hall. I mean, it is huge. It is cavernous. It is that huge. Um, it is beautiful, um, expertly made. Flint, despite himself, gets a little tear in his eye from the dwarven workmanship. Um, he always tears up at dwarven workmanship. He does, yes. He just he just doesn't want to admit it this time. He's trying to be stoic. Um, you see, sitting on thrones, and well, I should have had another one here. One, two, four, five, six. Seven. There are eight thrones. Um, the throne in the center is larger uh, and more ornate than the others. Um, that is an Armin explains this to you as you walk in. Up oh, there goes Kim Chan again. Oh, no. There goes that Kim Chan again. <laughs> <laughs> da -da, ding. Um, so he says, um, and Kim Chan will be right back, so I'm not going to fuck with all of the uh, pictures here. We could see three of us. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, he says the, uh, the throne in the center is for the king of the mountain dwarves. There currently does not reside one. Um, 
So, but my father, uh, Hornfell of the Hylar, and he points to one just left of center, uh, but you see him in the center of your page there. Um, real stout dwarf, not nearly as tall as Armin, but no, but none of the dwarves really are. Um, but, you know, a um, real, uh, you know, sturdy looking dwarf. Um, he sits to the um, to the just to the left of center. Um, to the left of him is um, uh, Rance of the Dergar. Armin explains that um, he is um, another one of the Dark Dwarves. Um, their clan has separated from the uh, the the Thywar and um, are more reasonable. However, they will tend to. Uh, to follow the lead of the thigh war. Um, nice is uh, the Thane of the Daywar. Nice. Uh, nice. I don't know how you pronounce it, but I'm pronouncing it nice because yeah. I go by my last name and the E-I is the I sound for me. So um, not the E sound. But um, they say uh, he is... Um, they're honorable clan. Um, he and my father, uh, maybe not friends, but certainly friendly, and um, we can trust him to be on our side. Um, he then goes to the just to the uh, right of center of the throne in the center. Um, he says, "This is uh, Rilgar of the Thywar." Um, we've already talked about them and you've met them, so probably not much to say there. Be careful because during the rescue attempt, many of his people were killed. Um, that being said, he also killed some of yours. Um, he says, now the one next to uh, Railgar is Tufa. And you see this wild-looking dwarf. Like, he's got wild, crazy eyes. Like, he's the guy you see, like, in the subway at 2 a.m., you know, singing to himself on the floor. Um, he is a wacky dude. He's got hair all over the place. His beard's all over the place. Um, wrong. They say, um, and Armin says, I... I don't know what to expect from him. He could go either way. Um, there's an empty seat of the Nidar, uh, since there is no Thane. Um, you know, when Flint, when he sees that... That's your seat, right? ...takes off his helmet and just, you know, puts it to his, uh, his chest. Um, and then he points off into, like, a distant corner with... It's not really a throne. It's more of a big chair that somebody put in and is facing the wall. And you see sort of peering around the back of it, you know, looking at you as you walk in, is Bluff of the Agar, otherwise known as the Gully Dwarf. Um, oh. he, he's not a... He is a... Um, uh, shoot, I gotta get his name right because there's different names and they all sound the same. Um, While you're he, looking for that, Adam, I'd like to point out that I feel like you've been really remiss 
in describing Armin's majestic mane of hair. <laughs> Just look at that. Look at that man. It's amazing. I, I could curl up in that and go to sleep. Yeah, I know, fierce, right? Fierce yeah, he is. It's just the whole combo. It's amazing. <laughs> Where does the hair stop? Ask him what shampoo he uses. <laughs> I would like to know that. What's your grooming practices? Because that's fantastic. <laughs> American Zane cannot relate. Like, oh, oh, man. So smooth. <laughs> Um, he is a high ball. I was like, if I didn't shave my head, I could do that. <laughs> do it. You won't. You won't. Yeah. Now, but all of main, you... Just, <laughs> and as, you, as he's doing that, like, this light shines and he just shakes it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He truly is a magnificent specimen. Um... He is a high bulb, which is basically a because all of you except for Ergrin speak dwarven, or does Ergrin, Ergrin speaks dwarven too? There's only someone. I think we all speak. Oh, does Ergrin? I don't know. I'm pretty sure Ergrin. Does. I think everybody speaks dwarven, right? Yep. He so speaks common and dwarf. Now the gully dwarves have a slightly different language, but um, you can even make out. Yeah, they just it, say gully, 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 gully. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, his title translates into high private. Um, so he's not really a thane. He's just, uh, because they don't really give the rest of the, um, uh, the, the dwarven clans don't really give them a, give a full thane title. Um, a high private doesn't exist in any dwarven army, let alone any <laughs> army the, from, from any other uh, race. Um, they just it makes him feel better to have that, but he is just the leader of the uh, the gully dwarves. Um, and they just sort of stick him off into the corner and tell him to be quiet before uh, so <laughs> wrong sits there and he does. Um, this is how he was made the high bulb. Um, so Armin then um says, Here, stand here. Oh, I'm sorry, you do also see um off to the side, um, with. Guards near them. They're not tied or chained up or anything like that. But you do see um, uh, Gilfinus, Lorana, and two of the uh, one of the um, uh, the Elven um, refugees and one of the um, Plainsmen refugees. So there were nine. <laughs> now there's five. Um, so, um, Riverwind isn't in any of those guys, is he? No, I would have mentioned okay. Riverwind specifically. Come on, he's such a great guy. Who I wouldn't leave him really, out. Really yes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> they, um, Armin says, um, stand here and I will introduce you. Um, so he stands. Oh, uh, Zarek would have asked how to formally like bow. Do we bow? Yeah, like like he would have asked that before going in. Um, he says no. You just plant your feet firmly and stand. Okay. Um. So he will step up to the into the center of the room, a little bit ahead of you guys, and says, um, "Father, Thanes." Thank you.
thank you, Stephen Williams, for now following. Huzzah! Huzzah! And all the Danes say, huzzah! Thanks, Stephen! Thank you, Stephen Williams. But that's not why I'm here today, Father. (laughs) Not just to thank Stephen, but to also introduce this group. Um, They have helped me rescue my brother, your son, Pick, from a Thywar prison. And uh, Railgar just sort of, you know, snarls a little bit uh, at him, and Hornfeld gives him a dirty look, and he uh, goes back to decorum. Says, um, this is in no particular order, but the way that I'm looking at it on the screen, um, Ergrim from the Plains. Had Zane and Zarek from the Qualanesti Elves. Kerlathlan and Garel from Salas. And Flint Fireforge, also from Salas, but of the Nidar Dwarves. And there is Murming, and there's also other dwarves in here as well. It's not just the council. There's like a sort of a, a, a seating area, like a, you know, in the back where there's, um, and everyone is very interested in you guys. So it, this place is packed. It's sort of like a courtroom, you know, for like a, uh, a, you know, like a murder uh, trial where, you know, everybody oh. wants to be in there and listen. very like Harry Potter. I'm yeah, glad that yeah. you compared us to a murder trial. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's makes good. me feel better. Good luck, guys. <laughs> um, you guys saw the uh, Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> Red Wedding. <laughs> oh, it's the only episode I've seen. Oh, you got to watch the whole thing. How do you just see that episode? That ruins it. Um, and not continue after that. <laughs> yeah, that sums it up, I think. <laughs> Honestly, if you watched The Red Wedding without watching anything leading up to it, I probably wouldn't watch anymore. Yeah, I know, probably either. either. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anywho, um, there's like murmuring in the uh, in the crowd, um, and Hornfell stands, um, walks up to uh, Flint, and says, so, "You know," and they're sort of like standing like nose to nose. And he says, um, Fireforge. Uh, impressive lineage, uh, dwarf. And then the two of them stand there, staring at each other for <laughs> what feels like forever. <laughs> um, neither one of them move. <laughs> They don't blink. They just stand there. Um, Gorel, you would have known, um, and, and probably Curlathon too, just from stories of Flint, that this is sort of a, it's a greeting and a test. Right, um, right. You know, you don't want to be the first to back down. And <laughs> you can see, now you know how stubborn Flint is. Because you've traveled oh, yeah. with him for all of you guys, except for maybe Ergrin, uh, who has seen glimpses of it. But you, the rest of you have been with Flint a long time and, and have seen how stubborn he is. Hornfell seems like he's just as stubborn. So the two of them stand there for some time and then find, you know, then Same find. completely entertained by this. Yeah, oh, it's like 25 minutes, too. Like, it's a, and like you guys are like sort of like, you know, 25 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> 
this is great. Zane's like, oh, who's gonna blink? Which, if you were a dwarf, you would think this is this went by real smoothly. This is this is a quick one. This is smooth. Yeah, I so the girl, girl's like whispering, no, no, this is good. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, Hornfell nods and says, "It has been a long time since a Nidar and." The last Nidar that has stepped foot in these halls was a Fireforge, a great uncle of yours, I believe. Welcome. Welcome to all of you. And he sits back down. Um, Carmen, uh, Armin Karas will go through the, you know, the official greeting of all of the, uh, the guys, which we won't go through since we just explained who they are. And... Um, Hornfell looks and he says, uh, thank you, my son, and thank you for helping him rescue Pick. And he gives a dirty look to uh, Railgar. And he says, I understand that you have brought others with you. And he looks over at uh, Lorana and Gilthanus and the um, other two refugees. From what Armin told me, you were here to ask for their entry into our kingdom, yet they seem to have come on their own. Now, I Our size, like, shift over to yeah. Urgrin. <laughs> yeah, everybody just... <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Um, I understand that there were some who were killed after entering. And he looks back at Relgar, and Relgar says, It is nothing compared to what your son and these humans and elves did to my people. Fifteen murdered. And Hornfell says, well, you also imprisoned my son. Your son was in an area he should not have been. He was trespassing. We've been through this, Railgar. I am willing to look past your indiscretions. There has been blood spilled on both sides, yours and theirs. I would request both of you let cooler heads prevail. Tell me, and he looks back at you guys. Why are you here and why have you summoned an audience with the Thanes of Thorbarden? Well, there are uh, dragons back. The gods are awoken. Um, Lots of bad stuff's happening on the surface, and we could use some help. <laughs> the gods may have returned to humans, but they never left the dwarves. Really? So you got a whole bunch of priests hanging out around back there, do you? 
we worship in our ways, human, and, and, and you worship in yours. I take that as a no. You got somebody who's sick back there, got like maybe a cut or something like that, or somebody who got injured pretty bad. I could help a, help them out a little bit. I've been touched by the gods a little. Armin says that's 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 not necessary. Um, Father, he did heal me during the battle. I was injured by the thigh war, and this man, with a simple touch and a prayer. Healed my wounds. All right, E.T. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's more hushes and it says, uh, interesting. Um, I understand that there are Issues above. Dragons, you say. Well, that's something that uh, I wasn't expecting, but and while I'm sorry to hear it, I don't see how, and we don't see, I should say, how that affects us, except for the fact that by breaking into our ancestral home, you broke a door that is very difficult and very costly to fix. Bergrim pulls out the helmet and chucks it's like, it on I the ground. like, I am ending. <laughs> clink, 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 clink. Well, that, that weren't us. You want to have one of your fellers throw that helmet on and it appears to be one of your princes. His no soul need. I know trapped who's, inside there. I know whose helmet that is. Well, he's the one who chucked back on the lever that broke your door. That is, um, shit, what's his name? Um, yeah, I don't know either, man. Hold on. <laughs> Graylin. Oh, Graylin. Yeah. Yeah, let me get my notes. Be a contributor. Um, Graylin spoke to Armin, didn't he? Did somebody put the helmet on and he spoke when Armin was there? Yep. Was that right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Um, they made me do it again. Yeah. Um, and Armin recounts the tale of um, Graylin's death. And um, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the Thanes look at each other and take a moment of silence. Um, they obviously assumed that he was dead. Uh, Craylin didn't realize it was going to take 300 years for the helmet to be, you know, found by somebody. But um, he um, uh, says, "Thank you for uh, for this. Although I wish you would treat it with more respect. This is um, the oh, last remnants of one of the dead." And and then. Um, Armin gestures to the last empty um, throne. Armin says, um, this is, and Flint also looks pissed off when you threw that onto the floor too. Um, good. You're not making any friends here. Usually it's Zane who's not good at councils. He's <laughs> <laughs> totally cool with dwarves. Yeah, no, you're, 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 you look a little weird, but they have no problem with you so far. <laughs> 
Um, so, um, he says, I wish you would take more care for a relic of the dead. And Armin points to that throne and says, um, Well, I the wish empty you would throne- take more care of uh, treating people who come to your door in need with hospitality. Flint walks over to you and just punches you in the gut <laughs> and says, Shut What the hell you do that for? One, you need to watch what you say. If you expect any of these people to be allowed in there and if you expect us to be let out alive, don't be an idiot. After Flint, after Flint punches him in the gut, Zarek turns to Gorilla and is like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> oh no! My apologies. I'm a little rough around the edges. <laughs> I'm used to doing things the way we do out on the plains. Doesn't really translate up in here, so I apologize if I've offended you. Says, "Understood." Uh, I says, Hi, uh, "Hornfell," and, and Flint will go and pick up the uh, the helmet. He doesn't put it on though. Um, you're gonna hand it back to me. <laughs> uh, no, he doesn't. He just holds on to it. Armin um, uh, gestures over to the other empty uh, seat and says, um, "This is in honor of the kingdom of the dead. We treat our dead with reverence here in Thorbarden. Um, we don't toss away." any aspect of their memory the way that you tossed away that helmet. So please be more considerate in the future. Sure. (laughs) There, they buy it. Um, So he says, uh, Hornfell then says, so Am I right to assume that you expect us to allow hundreds of humans and what have you enter and stay here? Well, you do have a lot of empty space. We, we saw on the way here, you know, a lot of unused areas of the city Perhaps a small area could be set aside for them. No, 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 no. And then goes to say something and Zarek puts his hand Yeah. Yep. Yep. Don't dare, bro. (laughs) You're doing so well. (laughs) Don't ruin it. Um Railgar says, why should we do this? Why should we let in trouble? Which is all that we're going to get. There's already been trouble from these intruders who broke in to our home. Let's not forget this, fellows. You ever notice how every council has one just total asshole on it? Yeah. They sound a it's lot like quota. It's a quota. It's a quota. That's my asshole do. council member voice. Yeah. 
My asshole council member just sounds like a Karen. <laughs> That's Railgar's first name is Karen. Yeah, yeah Karen Railgar. <laughs> it's like spelled with a Y. Right. Yeah. yeah. Two, two Ys. Like K-A-E-R-Y-N. Right. Yeah. It totally makes it fantasy. Yep. <laughs> two Not ends, my back cave. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, yeah, you, you should, why should you do that? Yes. Because the, the gods are back, and that means the good gods and the bad gods. Rayork's and... never left the dwarves. Yeah, okay, but if Takesis is back and wants to destroy you, that's a problem for everybody, not just the people on the sur- surface. There's more. And, also, like... you know, thanks to, thanks to Graylin, your place is open now, as you, you also... yourselves have said. Also, the, the people just need a place to stay, and they're starving and dying, so... It'd be, it'd be nice if they could stay here so that way we don't have to keep having them follow us around and finding a place. But also because they need a place to stay. I'm just getting real annoying. We should let De- Zarek do more of the negotiating. <laughs> yeah, I really want to get rid of these guys. This is... This is, <laughs> this is something I don't want on my shoulders anymore. <laughs> I'd like to put it on yours. <laughs> That's great. That's exactly right. <laughs> He's just nicer about it than yep. Zane is. He's a little bit more like sensitive. Zane's yeah. kind of just very like cold and rational about it. <laughs> Tell us more about what is going on in the in the world above. We saw a dragon. You've seen three dragons. We've seen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only, one, only one cool one. <laughs> one worth mentioning. Anything else? Uh, there's entire armies being led by dragon lords attacking all over, killing thousands. I really want to know if Blue, if Bloof knows that hit like thirty of his people went over. <laughs> <laughs> he does like died for you, yeah. <laughs> That's a different clan. Yeah. Uh, luckily. Yeah. Not far away from here. Yeah. There are dragon lords that we kill and they come back. You know, there's like all sorts of weirdness going on. And these people were, uh, well, you know, Flint is telling him about how they were slaves and they, we, they, we freed them and they're just looking for some place to be that's safe. Yeah, and Flint will add, you locked oh, yeah, no. my people out before the cataclysm causing hundreds of deaths. First, during the Dwarfgate War, then during the Cataclysm. Maybe it's time to do the right thing now. And this time, Nice stands up and says, The right thing! The last time the Hill Dwarves came here, they brought with them a black-robed mage not unsimilar to that one. And he points at uh, Zane. That's my bro. And they were here to rob and steal from us. 
What makes us think that you're not here to do the same? Well, Flint will point at uh, Gurel and says, I've had that one since he was a baby. And then he points at the twins and he says, I've known them since they were very young. If anybody can, can vouch for them, I can. And who's going to yeah, vouch for you? And Hornfell says, I, his name I, speaks I, for itself. There is, I, honor, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there is honor in the Fireforge name. And Flint sort of puffs his chest up a little bit at that. Um, you've given us things to think about. I ask that everybody clear the room so that we may discuss what can be done. That includes the gallery, you know, and everyone's mumbling and grumbling and mad that they have to leave. (laughs) Says, um, Armin, if you would escort our guests to the antechamber and we will call upon them when we have made our decision. So Armin nods, looks over at the other um, uh, dwarves, um, which are thigh war dwarves, um, and says, we'll take them too. And is talking about Lorana and Giltinus and the other uh, refugees. Um, they look over at Railgar, who gives a scowl, looks over at Hornfell. Hornfell nods. Reluctantly, Railgar says, safer if we know that they're all together. And um, the guards release um, the, their four prisoners um, to Armin, um, who will bring everybody um, into a uh, small room um, off of the, uh, uh, the main uh, uh, hall. There are um, chairs here. There are um, uh, there's like a buffet table in the back. There are there is um, refreshments. Um, you guys is have there a- water for Ergrin? There are there are there is like it's like it's like this overflowing fountain that like flows into another part of like bowl and it's I mean it's a it's a it's a lot of water. They're gonna get upset if I stick he my feet in there. loves water. Ergen likes to take a bath. <laughs> no, Ergen. Right in front of everyone? Ew. But no. Yeah, nobody wants that. I don't want to take a bath in the fountain. I'm not a savage. <laughs> um so they, um, Armin leaves, um, so it's just you guys in this um, room, along with Lorana, Gilfinus, and uh, um, Lorana runs over and hugs Zarek and then composes herself and uh, <laughs> um, stands back. And, um, yeah, I, I told you you'd find your boyfriend eventually. Why'd you guys come? Oh, we're not, oh. Well, oh. Gilfinus says, um, well, we did, we got a letter from a bird uh, that was sent by Ergrin saying that it was safe and the doors were open and that we should, uh, we should come um, immediately. So we, yeah. we packed up everything we could and, and left. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to take everything and the, the way is very treacherous as I'm sure you know, since you came through that way. So yep. um, 
we were the, there were originally nine of us. Um, five were killed by a surprise attack by some of those dwarves. Um, the others are on the other side of the ravine, um, out in the open, um, have been now for a couple of hours. Um, I'm concerned about them, but um, it was very dangerous um, uh, pass and... Well, there are a number of people who are afraid uh, of of going over it and, and falling through. Um, Gold Moon included, apparently, has a, a fear of heights. And um, we volun- this group volunteered to uh, to go and to um, uh, to talk to you about this, but unfortunately, you were not there. Um, we didn't know where to find you, and as we were um, exploring the ruins, um, we were set upon by the by the dwarves. Uh, we were lucky to escape with our lives, um, as we were completely unprepared. Um, uh, Ergrin, I... <laughs> when I said everyone, y- y'all didn't get that. Part well, of the again, message. you didn't mention anything about the narrow pass um, leading to a ledge a thousand feet below. <laughs> well, there's this thing. It's called a single line. It's like you get one person behind yeah, each other. Keep in mind, you guys had to make dexterity down. checks to make sure you didn't fall just walking through there, even in a single file. It was not easy um, traversing. Let's, let's just put it this way. I mean... You got to be able to help yourself sometimes. This year's got an open door with the yes, but if you're going to, man. if you're going, <laughs> if you're going put to down get, some boards, man. No, it's not about boards. There's no room to put them. Man, you could have done something. We got past right, but you probably should have mentioned that, and you probably should have mentioned that. It Do you wasn't, see how small that piece of paper I had it was? Wasn't safe. <laughs> <laughs> I had to draw a map and put a note on it. Right, but that. the original plan was that you were <laughs> going to see if it was safe and then come back and it's get us. It's safe. It's safe. Five people died. I can't help it if y'all didn't come over in force now, can I? That's your mistake, man. It's all right. I forgive you. Elliston said we could trust you, and, and I'm not sure that that's the case. Gorilla's like, God damn it, you fucked up. <laughs> what are you talking about? You got so many hundred of y'all and you couldn't figure out how to get past that one little jump? Come on now. Well, it's a good thing they you got a whole dragon would have been slaughtered once we ended. You got a whole dragon army breathing down your neck. Right, there's a dragon army on one side and a dwarven army on the other. Yeah, well, the dwarves... Neither one of the, them seemed very happy to see us. Look, you got two alternatives. You stay where you were, you would have died by the dragon's full shore. You come up here like I told y'all to, in force. You'd be up in here chatting with the dwarves, waiting for them to make their minds up. One's a little bit better than the other. (laughs) Just turns a fucking idiot here, man. He just mumbles under under his breath. That's why you've been leading the way. Oh, wait, you haven't. Yes, well, neither of you, and for some reason... Um, well, I just found out. Been talking to my God. You know, getting all holed up. Wasn't I? 
Is that how they say it? I'm just getting all holy up. Boy. It's all right. I forgive you. Oh, God. Gilpinus just sits at a table and just goes with his, and his hands like this. <sighs> About an hour later, um, the door opens and um, it is uh, um, Armin, and he says uh, they're 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 ready with their verdict. Um, as soon as you guys get back into the chamber, Railgar starts going off on, we need to remember that the hill dwarves and the humans attacked us. We have to remember that before the cataclysm, the elves went back to their woods and hid. And Hornfell says, we discussed this and we have decided. And then he looks at you after a sigh and says, it is true that the humans brought the cataclysm upon the world. And it is true that the Nidar made war on Thorbarden. However, dark times are here again. And ancient grudges must not control our destiny. Here then is the decision of the council that Whosoever recovers the hammer of Chorus, that person will the dwarves of Thorbarden befriend. If you agree to our terms and bring the hammer to us, then your people may pass. There is one other condition. Wait, I'm sorry. Let's go back to the first condition. Wait. The council okay. speaks. The other condition is that those four, and he points at Lorana, Giltinus, and the two prisoners, remain here as prisoners for your safe return and will be released upon your return with the hammer. So we go into the depths, find this hammer, bring it back, you do what we want. You may stay here for a time. This, can't, this cannot be a permanent home, but we will ensure the safety of your people and you. As long Bergren as you bring raises us the hammer. his hand. Yes. You think we could let the rest of the folk that are huddled up on the mountainside, just inside the door, wait until we come back with that hammer? You can have them all as prisoners too until we get back. From what I understand, there are almost 700 prisoners. Correct. They will wait outside. We will provide an armed escort made up of 
all of the clans to ensure their safety until you return. Better than nothing. Thank you. Where do we start looking? You need to go to Khalil Sruth, the Valley of the Thanes. There are buried the dwarven dead. We believe that the hammer resides there. Armin, upon hearing this, looks like super upset. Like he's been pretty even keel up until this. And he says, <clears throat> Father, please, you, you must allow me to go with them. This quest is my birthright. Not theirs, not these strangers. Mine. Allow me to go with them to find the hammer, which is rightfully mine. <sighs> Says Hornfell. Looks at the others. Nice and Rance will nod. Tufa nods. Relgar doesn't matter to me if he puts himself in harm's way. Hornfell looks at Armin, looks at the rest of you and says, okay, if you feel that you must journey with them, I will allow it. I beg you be careful, Armin. And the rest of you. There are untold dangers in the Valley of the Thanes. It is also a place that demands your respect. And he looks <laughs> directly at Ergrin when he says that. <laughs> Ergrin smiles. He looks over at Curlathon and says, um, You had a question. Yeah, uh, how long have you known where this hammer is? And I'm just wondering, you know, like, <laughs> and I, I look over at Armin, I'm like, it's kind of weird that your dad didn't tell you that he knew where your hammer is. We don't know for sure that it is there. It is our best guess. As I said, there are dangers there. Wouldn't it be there? Well, there are rumors of undead that walk those halls. They aren't necessarily evil. That being said, it does pose a danger. And Armin looks at you and says, and because of such, my father, Thane of the Hylar, has forbid me to go. Oh, so you knew, okay, cool. So, but I would be honored 
to travel with you. And he does this, it seems like, to, in, to spite the rest of the, uh, of the council. To claim my birthright. To help our people. To help your people. As you have helped me and my brother. Oh, that's good. I would feel bad if we went to get your hammer without you, so... Thank you. I, would have, I felt terrible about it, too. I couldn't believe that. And then he says, nope, nope. Armin, control yourself. Zarek <laughs> uh, will inquire. Zarek will ask if Armin has soldiers he wants to bring along as some extra padding. No. Okay. It's not the D&D way. I believe... <laughs> <laughs> I believe the DM doesn't want to deal with all of that extra bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Just to have them die really quick. Oh, look, all your retainers are gone. This is a this is a, a quest that I should go on alone. That being said, I understand that this is something that will help you. And I am willing to partner with you in this endeavor. You have proven yourself to be people of your word. Um, and you hear like somebody in the gallery, even that guy, and, and people talking about Ergrin, like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> he seems a little off to me. I don't know. Um, and then Hornfell says, Are you all in agreement to these terms, which are non negotiable? Yep, sounds good to me. I mean, if they're if they're not negotiable, then I mean you could agree. You <laughs> could also you could just not do it and then go on it's your true. merry way. I'm down to find a hammer. Yeah, yeah girls like, I found one. Yeah, deserves his hammer. Girls like I found this one. Oh, let me tell you the story about this one. <laughs> Perhaps later. But <laughs> nudges yeah. shut off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. If you are all in agreement, we will adjourn the council. Um, that being said, because of this momentous occasion, and he claps his hands, um, Armin, and Armin walks to the, uh, the center of the room and um, uh, two female dwarves uh, come in, a woman and a child. Um, the woman has a, um, like a lute. Um, yeah, she does. And they stand, they stand beside <laughs> Armin Karas. And um, Armin says, We shall now recite the song of Karas as the history of our people and to show the importance to the outsiders of this hammer. So now bear with me a second as I get this teed up. Special thank you to 10-year-old uh, Kaylin who helped me out with this earlier today. Uh, so here the, is the Song of Karis, as told by this little kid and Armin. So excited. So is Zark. <laughs> Three 
was the lost light, the limping darkness in the caves of the kingdom where light crumbles. One, the despair of the dwarf Thane Durkin, gone to the gloom of the Tower of Glory. One of the world, weary and wounded, down to the deep of the Darkling's waters. Child and the uh, dwarven bard 
escort themselves out of the uh, um, the hall, and um, Hylar says, and thus the council is adjourned. Rayorks guide you on your journey. And the gallery starts disappearing. The Hylar stand, walk out of the, uh, the room through a door in the, uh, the back, and you are left with Armin. I think uh, that Carlathon was momentarily struck deaf by the awesomeness of that song. <laughs> Kaylin is awesome, isn't she? Let's give it a round of applause for Kaylin, by the way. She's not down here. hear any of it. What? Unfortunately, did not hear it because my hearing. Yeah, I was wondering if you were playing it. I couldn't yeah. hear. It. Do you have? Your, you don't have that. the. You don't have the sound on then. It. It don't. I, it's just my what? hearing aids. Like I do have the sound on my roll twenty. It just doesn't work um, with my hearing yeah. aids when they're connected yes, to something uh, else. But I, I fully plan on listening to. You got to go back and watch it because I absolutely. So those will. in chat got to hear it. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I, 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 aren't you going to post that around on the other Dragonlance plays uh, pages and stuff there, Adam? I mean, it's oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, the words are copyrighted, so I don't know. Ah, you're not mm. making money off it. I think you'd be. I'm fine. not making any money off it. That's for sure. There you go. Anyway, so you were left with Armin. <clears throat> so when do we leave? I'm ready whenever you are. Do you need time to? Uh, Gather things. Um, is there equipment needed, or are you ready to, to go? We can provide provisions. Provisions are probably be good. How long is the journey? It'll take us roughly four hours to get there. We should be able to do this in a day or so. That's assuming we find the hammer. We might not find it right away. Right. So we'll need at least a few days worth of provisions. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, I don't know exactly how long it'll take once we are inside. So uh, if you could if you could secure us a few days worth of provisions, that'd be great. Um, of course. And is there anything else you need? It looks like you're pretty um, well set with weapons and armor, and I've seen you in a fight. And I don't know that there's anything more that we can provide than what you already have. Is there anything that you would advise that we take into... I've never been inside, so I don't know. Um, okay. Says, well then, I'll send for somebody to uh, gather provisions. We will meet outside and begin our quest. This is going to be a truly momentous occasion. Friends. And he puts his arm out to Flint first. Who reluctantly, yeah. reluctantly shakes it. Um, and then he does this, you know, holds his hand out to the rest of you. Ergrin last. <laughs> mm. um, I would like Gorel. And um, Zane to make history checks. Uh, Gorel with advantage. Yeah. 
history check. I'm going to spend an inspiration on that. Okay. Well, Garel listened to this part of history because it involved a hammer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He was all into it. Uh, yeah, so both of you remember, and as uh, after, you know, you guys are sort of escorted outside, and you can, you're just sort of... Oh, wait, Kemjan rolled an at 20. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he's why he was paying attention to... Uh, I mean, it still only counts as a 19, but <laughs> it was more than enough, more than what he needed. Um, Zane knows this through... Um, his study of the Dragon Wars, um, mostly because of the role that your father played in the third one. And um, Garel would know this through um, listening to endless stories uh, from Flint, um, mostly during the, the five years that you guys were together coming down here. Um, he was sort of waxing poetic about dwarven things, um, this being one of them. Um, the Hammer of, of Karis is known to both of you as um, a key, well, I take it back, known to Zane as um, one of the important pieces of forging uh, Dragonlance. Now, whether this is just um, uh, guesswork, um, you don't know how much of the story was embellished, you know, during the things that you've read, but you did read in, you know, one passage in one history book, um, a conversation about a, or not a conversation, but a passage about a man with a silver arm and the hammer of Karis uh, forging the dragon lances. Um, which were used to defeat the evil chromatic dragons. Um, Gorel, you haven't heard that necessarily. Um, you know that this is a, um, a really famous hammer among the dwarves. Um, it was um, named for the dwarven hero Karis, obviously, since it's called the Hammer of Karis. Um, who wielded the hammer during the Dwarfgate Wars, um, although the hammer was forged more than 2,000 years prior to that great battle. Um, history prior to Karis records it as being called the Hammer of Honor. It was changed um, because of the heroic deeds of Karis. Um, it was changed in his, in his honor. Um, it was forged originally um, by the dwarves. Up oh, and there goes Kim Chan. Um, but we'll continue anyway, because we're running out of time for this. Um, there he is. Perfect timing. Now you're back. Um, it was forged by the uh, dwarves of Thorbarden um, as a replica of the Hammer of Rayorks, who is the, um, the forger of the world, the dwarven god, um, the god who made dwarves, um, and then subsequently um, gnomes and kender. Um, although the dwarves will not admit to that second part and refuse to believe it when people tell them. Um, the dwarves presented it uh, to Urgoth as an offering of peace. Urgoth is a, um, uh, an area, um, human lands um, west of here, um, northwest um, and west of Qualanesti. 
Uh, the annual passage of the hammer among Urgoth, uh, the Qualanesti, and Thorbarden was symbolic of the short, uh, sword sheath scroll, which is not easy to say. Um, the treaty signed between the three nations of humans, elves, and dwarves uh, the year in the year prior uh, from Urgoth had passed into the Qualanesti, where the hammer was used by Kith Cannon, who was a famous uh, elven uh, hero and um, was the leader of the original Qualanesti elves after they split from their Sylvanesti cousins. Um, and it was used to uh, Kith Cannon used it to forge the great arched bridges of Qualanost, um, the ones that you guys have lived in um, and have seen. Um, and so Zane would have heard this part of it. Um, uh, connecting them to the Hall of the Sky before it was passed back to Urgoth once again for political purposes. Uh, the hammer would remain with Urgoth for centuries until it would appear once again during the Third Dragon War. And this is back where Zane's information comes in. Um, when human... Um, uh, nope, Huma, uh, Dragonbane, sought out the dwarven smith in Urgoth, um, bearing the blessed silver arm of Urgoth uh, and the Hammer of Honor. Uh, the dwarven smith, um, with the divine power of the Hammer of Karis and the silver arm, was able to forge the first dragon lances, giving them to Huma. Uh, the hammer then disappeared once again. Uh, unfortunately, you guys rolled well, so you get all this information. <laughs> the hammer disappeared <laughs> once again until it was given to the dwarven hero Karis uh, by the Kaolin dwarves uh, during the early shadow years. The Kaolin dwarves are north. Um, during the early shadow years following the cataclysm, uh, Karis was a brave, honorable dwarf whose deeds won him admiration from uh, dwarves and humans alike. Uh, indeed, the, it was the Salamniks who gave him the name Karis, meaning knight in ancient Salamnic. Um, when humans and hill dwarves approached Thorbarden um, in 39 AC, they were defeated by Durkin, uh, the reigning high king. The humans and hill dwarves united under the banner of the black wizard Fistan Tandalus. Um, and thus began the Dwarfgate War. Uh, many died during the battles between the two forces, including the two sons of Durkin, um, mentioned in the song that you guys didn't hear. Uh, Karis carried their bodies back to his king, but while he was gone, Fistantandalus unleashed a powerful magic that devastated the region, destroying most of both armies and creating Skullcap. Uh, in his grief, Durkin sealed the gates of Thorbarden, giving in to his despair. Uh, since he no longer had any heirs, the other thanes began plotting against the stricken king, turning Karis, um, turning to Karis to support their claims. Uh, disgusted by the machinations, Karis left Thorbarden, wandering Ancelon, uh, the continent, only to return just prior to Durkin's death, less than a decade later. Appearing only long enough to speak one last time with his beloved king, Karis proclaimed. Uh, proclaimed uh, to the great thanes, um, and this is something that uh, Armin would have told you as you're leaving. Uh, Too late our lord found that we must live together in this world or perish apart. It will be many years before we ourselves, before we ourselves will learn this hard lesson, if we learn it at all. I am leaving, and the hammer with me. The world has abandoned honor. The hammer will be hidden for generations to come. 
Only when a good and honorable dwarf comes to unite the nations shall the hammer of Karis return. It will be his badge of righteousness. He then disappeared once more, taking the hammer with him. Since Karis' disappearance, no dwarf has seen or learned of the hammer's location. So that's why this is only a guess on where it is, or at least to lead you in that direction, because maybe there might be information in uh, the Valley of the Thanes if, in fact, the hammer is not there. So, anyway. Um, After that whole story, I'm a little confused why it's the hammer of Karos. Because they changed it because of... They liked they him used so much, it, and he was, and he was like a hero. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, but, but, but it seems like everything that happened with the hammer before Karas was more important than when Karas yeah. had it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like, I, you know what? I'm going to give this hammer my name. Yeah, it's like he <laughs> bought the rights to it, like a football stadium. Like he, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the hammer of Skybank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um, that's where we're going to end tonight's episode. Episode three of Dragons of Desolation. So next time we are going to um, head off to the Valley of Thanes and see what crazy business we find out there. Um, and it is crazy. So you guys want to make sure you check back next Friday. Will, what's happening yes. coming Wednesday? This coming Wednesday is the first episode of God, it, I knew I was going to mess it up. <laughs> Golden, blood and gold. Golden blood. <laughs> a a uh, Deadlands uh, uh, um, Weird West uh, game starting at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I just completely messed that up all over the place. <laughs> yeah, you fucked that up. I would ask you what's going on on Tuesday, but I don't trust you. Tuesday nights, we are continuing our journey in the world of Greyhawk, where Will is Will.DM versus Will.Player. And um, uh, KD and I are in that, along with Michael and Wes. And we um, play Greyhawk Adventures, 9 p.m. Eastern time each Tuesday. And then, of course, Fridays here... We have Dragonlance, uh, where we go through the original models. Yes, in 5e, because who the hell knows? remembers how to play the other editions? Not this game. Not Adam. <laughs> That's for damn sure. <laughs> I don't think I ever played first edition. I know I played second a lot and a little of third. Never played fourth, but who did? So fifth it is. Um, although it's still pretty dangerous considering it's a first level module, but the fifth level characters are a little beefier, although I have killed two of Will's already. And uh, we're using original characters. All original, the original characters. And the original characters from the books are NPCs. Yes, some appearing in weird and strange situations. So anyway, check us out here. Um, you can also catch me um, once a month, although not this month, and that's my fault because I couldn't make it. Um, but start November 21st is our next game. Uh, once a month, um, Dragonlance, Dragonlance. This is rough for all of us here. Dragonlance know, right? Nexus um, has a game. Um, I show up in the fourth episode. You can go search that on YouTube if you want to, and we'll be back on the 21st for episode number five. Um, and I'm also going to be on the Dragonlance Canticle, which is the Dragonlance Nexus's um, uh, podcast uh, in a couple of weeks. That's so cool. check nice. that out. We're going to talk about this game. 
and the other game. So anyway, so check that out. Check all the things out here, of course. Check us out on Twitch, on Facebook, on uh, YouTube at Mr. Adam PL. Um, Like, subscribe, all of those things. Thank you guys again for hanging out with us here on D&D Friday. So for... And we're going to raid into Praetor's Rejects, so keep going. Okay, we'll raid into Praetor's Rejects, so don't go nowhere. So for Gaz, Kemchan, Jason, KD, and Will.Playa, I'm Adam. Don't forget to be nice and kind to one another. Be safe out there, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, wait, what? One it's more ticking second. down. It's now goodbye. <laughs>Hey everybody, this is Adam, your Dungeon Master for Dragonlance. Join us every week as we play through the Dragonlance modules in 5th edition using all new characters. But don't worry, your favorites from the books and modules appear often as NPCs and sometimes in strange situations. Don't forget to like us on YouTube slash MrAdamPL, that's M-R-A-T-O-M-P-L, and follow us on Twitch tv slash wicked studios llc and we'll see you next week on dragonlands